I'm Anna McCutcheon, and welcome to Grit, Grace, and Coffee Grinds. You're listening to Episode 8. This is a podcast intended to compel the army of God to love and protect the church. Folks, love is a battlefield, and sometimes we just need to pause, sharpen our sword, drink a good cup of joe, and remember that we are not fighting in this war alone. We all want to make an impact for the Lord, for our families, for our churches, and of course, ourselves. Every other Friday, we talk here about one way to do that well, and today is no different. Resistance can take many forms. An underground group of warriors who feel they are being wrongfully oppressed by the powers that be, an individual resisting arrest, or a child pushing his coat away from being put on, regardless of the fact that it is a blizzard outside. My point is that we usually see resistance only as a verb, a physical action. However, I am here to tell you there are more ways to resist Satan than just entering into our prayer closet and giving him a piece of our truth-filled mind. James 4, 7 says, Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. If you are resisting anything, you are in opposition to something. I mean, why else would you push back? An agenda of some kind has pushed a thought, an idea, or a person right into your path, and you must now agree with it or oppose it. Satan has an agenda for the world. His agenda is a full of lies, belittling, treachery, and a whole bunch of smoke and mirrors. Jesus has an agenda too. Praise God. His is full of truth, promoting the indisputable value of life and liberty, and full of a whole bunch of love. Oh, and coffee too. How dare we leave coffee out of God's agenda? Something I have discovered that really fascinates me, though, is that to resist the devil, I didn't need to enter into my prayer closet and let the enemy have some choice scripture. Resisting is just opposing, in any way, the agenda of Satan. Although all of the scripture is truth, you don't have to just speak scripture to speak truth, right? I mean... My name is Anna, and I am a coffee addict. Okay, that's a hundred percent truth, but that piece of information will not make the enemy run for the hills, okay? But when we speak truth that directly opposes a lie that Satan has weaved into every conscience that will let him, that piece of truth is life-giving, truth-revealing, darkness-repelling, and very enlightening. You'll know when the truth is spoken. There will be a flurry of darkness as the enemy ups his game immediately and tries to distract people from the truth just spoken. Let me give you a real-life example of this. One of my volunteers was sharing with me that he really wished his son would turn from drugs and alcohol to a path of righteousness. It took him about 30 minutes for him to fully tell me how frustrated he was and confused about what his next move should be. 
He then asked one of my favorite questions. What do you think, Anna? Oh, did he really just ask me what I think he did? What do I think? On a side note, never ask a former pastor's daughter whose name starts with the letter A and ends with na to tell you what she thinks, especially if you don't want complete honesty. He will never change without the transformation of the gospel and God living inside him, I said. He needs to understand what his decisions have cost God on the cross and that God died for him in his place. His next line of reasoning was not new to me. But I just don't think he's interested. I mean, when me and his brother bring up religion and Jesus in the car, he just doesn't say anything and he won't join the conversation. It was my turn again. Do you believe that Satan wants to lose another soul? Satan is going to distract your son so much he hopes he'll never be interested in the gospel. You must directly ask him, if you die today, where would you go? To heaven or hell? His conscience must make a choice. If you're waiting for him to join the conversation, Satan is going to make it impossible for him to be interested even for half of a Mississippi second in hopes that he will never join the, the salvation conversation. Well, needless to say, we had a come to Jesus meeting right there in my little office. This story doesn't exactly have the happy ending we both were probably hoping to hear, but I can tell you that he went back to his house, directly asked his son where he would go when he died. His son got mad and said he didn't want to talk about God and asked where God had been his whole life. He left that night and went back to live in the homeless community in San Francisco. And then his other son, a believer, ended up using drugs again that night with an old girlfriend. As if that wasn't bad enough, Two days later, that father, my volunteer, got a 60-day eviction notice. Now, I can just hear some of you saying, But Anna, why did you tell him all that stuff? You told him to share the gospel with his son, and now he's out two sons, and he's getting evicted. And that's exactly why Satan wants to put a muzzle on you, and why he's so effective. But do you know something else about the truth? Truth will always win and will do something in the heart of a Christian. The very next day, after he lost both sons, he came by to pick up a food run for me, and he said, I'm not going to let this get me down. That's exactly what the enemy wants me to do. I need to just keep busy and just do right. He saw it. He didn't cast blame on me. He didn't cast blame on himself. He didn't cast blame on God or even his son. He knew who was at work, and although extremely disappointed and saddened, not scared or intimidated. I smiled and was excited for the next moment I could speak some more truth. Thanks for listening to Episode 8 of Grit, Grace, and Coffee Grinds. If you would like to connect beyond the podcast, I post weekly to Instagram, where you can find me at author Anna McCutcheon. And you can also find me over at animacutchen.com. 
we provide a transcript for each episode, so if you know someone who either can't hear or prefers reading to listening, you can download the transcript at annamccutchen.com slash podcast. Just click on episode 8 for this one. And now, I will leave you with the words of the Christian protester and resister, Martin Luther King Jr. We must learn that passively to accept an unjust system is to cooperate with that system and thereby to become a participant in its evil. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.